Grace and peace, grace and peace, beautiful people. Grace and peace, beautiful people on on this beautiful Wednesday morning, 223. Yesterday was 222, amen. 222, 22, all twos, right? Uh, man, it was my mother's be uh, beautiful birthday yesterday. Uh, we celebrated her all weekend and, and ended it up last night with a little get-together, man. And I blessed the Lord this morning for her. Thank God for her, my beautiful mother, man, Miss Essie Green, the strongest woman I know. I love you so much, sweetie. I love you so much. Um, it was a little different this year. It's a little different, you know, mainly because, you know, it was first year without, you know, my sister being there. And, and, and honestly, that's kind of a, a thing every year. It's like, you know, my sister pretty much handles my mom for her birthday. And us boys, all we do is just give her money. We just give my sister the money and she she does it all. But, you know, with the help of my sister-in-laws and my wife and, you know, we all came together and. And we made sure my mother had a beautiful birthday. It still was a little different, you know what I'm saying? Because because of the elephant in the room, the obvious elephant in the room. And you know, sometimes when when you're dealing with those those elephants in the room, those beautiful elephants in the room, um, people don't want to say anything. You can catch people like 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 even my daughter. I, she would catch herself sometimes, like, oh, this is the first time without Neek. You know, she called my sister my Neek Neek. You know what I mean? And she catch herself saying it and then she would just stop and she's only eight years old and she'd catch herself saying it and she'll stop and it's all because she didn't want anybody in the room to feel a certain type of way and you know as a dad you know i, I kind of have to pull her to the side and say you know when you when you want to say something to remember your neat neat say it you know what i'm saying if it makes you cry if it makes anybody else cry then just cry you know because the way you get through these things that you is you confront them head on you don't you know you don't just hold them in every time they come up you just you suck it back in because you feel like if i let it out it's going to hurt people but think about with anything else in life if you hold it in all you're doing is compounding pain so whenever you need to let it out you let it out and that's how you get through situations like this man you you confront them head on you know what i'm saying if you want to cry cry if you feel like screaming screaming if you want to go somewhere and shut the door and punch the walls then do it when god says cast your cares on me because i care about you he means all of your cares that's your fears your 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 anger your sadness your frustration cast them all on him because he cares and the way we cast them on god is to release them to get them out of us man so you know make that a practice make that a daily practice man stop holding stuff in stop holding stuff in find a way find an outlet to get it out because this stuff i mean science has actually proven that this stuff can actually lead to sicknesses one of the one of the leading forms of uh leading causes of cancer is stress one of the leading leading causes of cancer is in fact stress because of you know we we sometimes we don't understand the physical and the metaphysical the physical and the spiritual and how they work hand in hand they work together and how spiritual things can actually cause physical sicknesses and so that's why we have to find ways to get ourselves out of certain habitations everything in creation has a habitation there's a habitation for sicknesses and a lot of times in that habitation is where sadness dwells is where depression dwells and so if you find yourself dwelling in depression and sadness because sickness is also in that habitation it gives sickness a license to attach itself to you because you're in its habitation 
And so you have to find ways to raise up out of that habitation to, you know, get into get an attitude of gratitude, no matter what the situation is, find your light in it, find purpose and pain, just so you can get yourself out of that habitation and get away from those things that have license to attach themselves to you because you're in their dwelling place. You're you're in their environment. You know what I mean? They have a no trespassing sign up and you're there. So because you're there, they have the right because God, you know, God's word doesn't come back void. So even even the evil things of this world have their time and God gave them their time. This is they have their time to operate. They have their right to operate. They have their license to operate. And God won't even do anything about it until that allotted time is up. And so when you when we're in their arenas, that why the, the, the Bible tells us to stay clear of Satan's devices, because when we're in their arenas, when we're in their uh, areas, when we're in their environment, they have all right in the world to do whatever they want to do to us. So, you know, that's why it's important to 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 gratitude is the way, man. You know, prayer is the key. That's why Jesus said pray without ceasing. And that sounds crazy. Like oh, nobody can pray all day. But yes, you can. You can, you know, just just find ways to talk to God. It doesn't have to be long, drawn out prayers. It doesn't have to be the way deacon so-and-so pray, but just, you know, find ways to talk to God. You know what I'm saying? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. Find ways to just God, I don't, you know, God, I don't know. God, I need you. God, I love you. Find ways to just give him praise in your mind whenever you can. You know, me and my wife were having this discussion the other day and, you know, um, now I think it was me and my mom, you know, and, and, and we, we make a lot of excuses now for, you know, why things are the way they were. Oh, they took prayer out of schools, but who, who cares? They didn't take prayer out of school if they didn't take prayer out of you. You know, if you teach your child how to pray, your child can pray all day in school. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm, there, there are plenty, plenty teachers in the classrooms that pray over their classrooms all day long. So just because you don't have a five minute moment of silence in the morning where people pray. Now, now, now think about this now. You know, we talk about prayer and they're taking prayer out of school, but God is concerned with matters of the heart. Now, I know for a fact when I was in school, even when we had moments of silence, most of the time I wasn't praying. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time I wasn't praying. You know what I mean? They say a moment of silence for 30 seconds or whatever. And man, I'm thinking about all kind. I'm thinking about the girl sitting in front of me and what she got on. Can we be honest this morning? You know what I'm saying? So God is concerned with matters of the heart. So at the end of the day, you know, just because you set aside that, that little allotted time doesn't mean that people were praying anyway. You know what I mean? So when you teach your children at home to seek ye first the kingdom of God and that they should, they should pray and pray without ceasing. They should pray constantly. Then they'll find themselves when they get in certain precarious situations to be leaning towards God, to be praying. So it starts in the house. It starts in the home. Amen. So, you know, a lot of the excuses that we make, you know, they, they sound good because when, when evil things happen or bad things happen in the world, we have to find something to put the blame on to we have to find some place to point the blame but you know we have to also start looking for ways to combat certain some of these things you know just because they say we can't do it here doesn't mean we can't do it in our heart just because we can't say let me give you a prime example i had a um, an engagement one time a speaking engagement and they sent me a letter a contract before the speaking engagement because this was at a, in a public arena telling me things I couldn't say. You know what I mean? I couldn't talk about Jesus. I couldn't do a lot of this stuff. I, well, I couldn't say the name Jesus, put it like that, because it was multicultural, multi-religious beliefs, and they didn't want to offend anybody. So guess what? I signed the contract 
but I went there and still talked about Jesus. I just didn't call his name. Amen. Because a lot of people don't read the Bible anyway. So you can give people certain biblical stories and, and just mix the names up, up mix, and mix it up a little bit. And they don't know what you're talking about. Before you know it, they're clapping for Jesus and don't even know they're clapping for Jesus. So you have to do the same thing, you know, in arenas and areas where they tell you, you can't do this, you can't do that. God gave you a wonderful mind. He gave you a wonderful mind And just because you say I can't say it Doesn't mean I'm not still going to say it Just because you say I can't do it Doesn't mean I'm not still going to do it Amen So we have to find these workarounds We have to find ways to include God In everything that we do To keep God at the forefront Of all of our coming in And all of our going out And I can promise you If we do that Then he will keep us Even in these trying times That we're living in now But find purpose Find purpose in in your pain find purpose in your crisis that's where i wanted to go this morning with this podcast but i'm kind of all over the place find purpose in your pain man find purpose in your crisis you know every great organization that was formed to pretty much help people it was formed pretty much in an in an emotional state you know what i'm saying somebody was very emotional about something somebody was very um they they had a lot of zeal about something and usually it was because something happened to them you know what I mean? Something traumatic happened to them to make them say, this is the area I want to help people in because we find purpose in our pain. If you think about MAD, right? M-A-A-D, Mothers Against Drunk Driving. That was formed by a woman who lost her son to a drunk driving accident. And now this organization has helped so many people, but she found purpose in her pain. And that purpose is what keeps her going. And so whenever we go through traumatic events, we have to find purpose in it. And if we find purpose in it, the purpose will allow us to keep going even when we don't want to. Even when we don't want to push on, even when we wake up in the morning like, man, forget all this. When you attach that purpose to your pain, that purpose will drive you. That purpose will be like an alarm clock. That purpose will wake you up. That purpose will say it's time to go. That purpose will say that people are depending on you. That purpose will say, don't give up now. Because even though you went through what you went through, God has sent so many people that need you now. God has sent so many people that need your testimony. God has sent so many people that need your strength. God has sent so many people that need the blueprint of how you went through it. And so now you can tell them how they're going to get through it. Amen. And so if you find that purpose in that pain, that purpose will push you. That purpose will, will, will get you up out of the bed in the morning. That purpose will motivate you when you're not motivated. That purpose will make you run on and see what the end is going to be. So my brothers and sisters, man, whatever you're going through, <laughs> look for the lining. As dark as it is, there's always a silver lining. Look past the darkness. You know, look through the darkness. Find that silver lining. And then fold that lining back, just like you do the covers on your bed. Fold that lining back. And I can promise you that somewhere under that lining is your purpose. And that purpose, that purpose will push you. That purpose will motivate you. That purpose will drive you. That purpose will give you new life. That purpose will be just what you need to get you to where God desires for you to be. God bless you guys, man. I love you. Y'all hang in there and stay blessed.